Hi, welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir. And uh, this is the Teen Drama Fan Cast. Where we talk about things that we like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Actually, oh, okay. Huh? We're going to talk about other stuff, but I just want you guys to know that I watched this episode last night, and I just started furiously texting Kevin while watching it. It was... With no context. Yeah, it was a strange... Uh... But we will get into it. We're, we're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to slide into it. But it is a extreme escalation. Yep. Like, wow. Yeah, we, wow. we hit the ground running. They're like, we could let things breathe or we could just deal with this right now. No. No, no. I don't know. I like to send you text messages apropos of nothing with no context. Like when I text you and said, all of my friends have ditched me. Will you go to Kimberly with me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I believe I said, will you go to Kimberly with me? And then, like, several minutes later, another text, all my friends have ditched me. No, it was the same text, but it was in that order. You're absolutely correct. You asked, do you want to do something? Here's my sadness. I mean, I forced them to ditch me and told them to move the trip to another week, but... Oh, fair enough. It doesn't like they ditched. Sounds like they re... (laughs) Sounds like they rescheduled. Sounds like you uh, you buried the lead there a little bit. Mm. Also, I don't know why, why you want... Some of them ditched me, and then I was like, we should plan a trip that everyone could go on. Also, there's a lot of fires, so let's move our trip. And then I was like, I still want to go away. And then my mom and dad were like, you will die, despite the fact I have driven this drive by myself many times, including during the Calgary flood. It's fine. I mean, to be fair, during the Calgary flood, you needed to call me so that I could... Give you directions on the way, on the way back home. That's because all of the highways flooded across. Yes, they did. I saw the highway flooded High River. <laughs> I I don't think anyone comprehends how much I almost died. It took me like nine hours to get home. It is a four hour drive. Here's the thing, Aaron. You did not almost die. You just almost were inconvenienced for a long period of time. But the highway flooded in front of me. I saw it with my eyes. You're in a car. Turn around, you go the other way. You can't turn around on a highway. It's not a divided highway. It is. I guess it is there. Yes. I have to go back to Natten. (laughs) Oh, no. Alberta jokes. (laughs) Hey, for everyone out there, let's give you a quick little information on Alberta. Natten is a town to the south of Calgary. Calgary being the town where we live. And Natten is the town... With a candy store in it and an air museum. And we've never gone to either of these things. Nope, but we've driven through it. Sure drive past them a lot. There are two roads in it. One goes one direction and one goes the other direction. (laughs) But Kevin, are you coming to Kimberly with me? I'm putting you on the spot. Yes, you're asking asking me on the podcast and my answer will be uh, entirely ineffectual. I don't know. Kevin. We're going to be going, we're going to like, we're, we're, we're going to be seeing a lot of each other, Aaron. I know, I know. We're going to Vegas. And in Vegas, our parents, because they are a couple, will share a hotel room. And Brian and Darcy, because they are a couple, will share a hotel room. And you and I, because we're left over, will share a hotel room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's how it's going to be. We're going to be yeah. together for a while because we're the ones who are left over. We are the leftovers. I'm so excited, though. We're staying in New York, New York. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a cabana by the pool. We're going to see Cirque du Soleil. Yes, I, that that I do know we're doing. We're going to walk the streets. Yes. Maybe you'll have a tall blender drink with uh, alcohol in it. Maybe. It'll be delicious, and you'll get a tall cup, and you'll get the joy of walking down the street drinking an alcohol. 
Today, I looked out my front window, and a man with a Ed Hardy shirt and a billabong hat was walking down my cul-de-sac with a glass of red wine in his hand, Aaron. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Was I don't know why he was doing that. Yeah, he was drinking it. Like it was an adult Capri Sun? No, no. It was a wine glass with a stem that he was holding and taking sips out of. You said it was a flask. No, no. No, it was a glass. That's how I knew it was red wine. (laughs) And he just walked down the street and there were like children and other adults. And I'm like, good for you, Billabong man. You know what you are. Ed Hardy and Billabong. Ed Hardy and Billabong. But red wine. A glass of red wine. Not a beer. Not a no, that's, tall Budweiser. I mean, that's why, that's why it jumped out. If he was walking down with a beer, I'd just be like, that's a man with an open beer. All right. But, but no. And also a glass of wine. That's so good. He took a moment to pour himself a glass of wine, then sit out on his front stoop to watch just... his children play in the road. Or some children play in the road. Yeah, who knows who those children belong to? Where they go? Who knows? They're just general purpose children for anyone to use there's like 12 of them it's like lord of the flies out there (laughs) i think they're asleep right now i don't know there were a lot of cats on the street when i drove up though what yeah what maybe the children transform into cats in the night i mean that's possible (laughs) you know what aaron anything's possible i'm willing to willing to give you that including kevin coming to kimberly with me and maybe some characters on the oc listening to ryan Finally. Segway. Yeah, let's do the episode, Aaron. It's uh, it's time for episode 18, The Truth. The Truth. So, this episode begins, we're in... Ryan mopes. Yes, Ryan is Ryan sat in his room, and then Sandy Sandy comes in to dad's in his room. <laughs> nice. Um, we do learn that Ryan has been indefinitely suspended. He, yeah, he's been suspended until they decide what to do with him. Yeah. Which doesn't get resolved in this episode. Spoiler, he's just going to yeah. be suspended for the episode. But you know what? I think he's going to be okay because of events. Now, there's this... Okay, there's, there is this weird moment where, and this is maybe what you're going to bring up, otherwise yeah. we'll do mine, then we'll do yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Go a weird ahead. moment where Sandy's, where Ryan's like, no, Bolivar is bad. And then Sandy's like, but Ryan, Bolivar dropped the charges against you. Why would he do that if he was bad? And all I wanted was for Ryan to be like, so he'll look good in front of Marissa. Duh. Yeah, because he's evil and he doesn't want Ryan gone. He wants him punished. Exactly. He's trying to drive Ryan insane. He is gas like this is this, basically this is the gaslighting. Of, this, this is, is gaslighting. Plot of gaslight the movie. Yeah, he's trying to make Ryan believe the things that did happen didn't happen, which makes it clear every time he talks to him, he mm-hmm. pretends the conversation he had in the billiards room does, never, never happened. Like yeah. he is he is straight up trying to drive Ryan insane and he's doing a really good yeah, job of it. It's really working. And so, like, Sandy gives Ryan this kind of, like, he's, he's very genre savvy. He's like, if I ground you, you're going to sneak out because you're, one, a teenager, and two, might be a superhero. And I understand. You have crime to fight. So he says, like, he says, you're in charge of your own grounding. Like, <laughs> you can leave, but you should know that's going to be a problem for you. 
Yep. Which is like a crazy thing that I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know what? Ryan is aware that if he does anything bad, he can just go to jail. Go to jail, go to jail exactly. So now he's like, hey, you don't want to do this? So don't. Later. Do you do you. So he's grounded, but he has grounded himself. Effectively, yeah. Yep. That's what that Sandy does it. And he's super, like, spoiler alert, Ryan has super grounded himself until he decides to leave. Yeah, he sits around his room and the same song plays. And he's just reading the same book and he has no other things. And then he then he works out. Like, it, like the camera's doing this pan thing where every time it pans behind something, he's doing something different. And I have expected for it to pan around him doing, like, the salmon bar from Arrow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the salmon ladder, just, like, just getting swole. <laughs> so... Ha ha ha, Summer is savvy and on Ryan's side. Yeah, Summer is very pro-Ryan in this scene. Like, mm-hmm. it's... She thinks that Bolivar is, like, a creepy dick. It's it's funny that... It's funny that Summer, who has been irrational and sane, is all of a sudden, like... Rational and sane. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, her... The word that gets... Or the phrase that gets me is she says, well, Ryan had to have a reason because she's aware Ryan doesn't punch randomly. Exactly. Like Luke kind of punches randomly. Yeah. Ryan has directed punches and Summer knows this. He's punching for a reason. So Marissa, yeah. you should find out his reason. Marissa's but Marissa like, doesn't care. No, he, Oliver is a sad boy. Oliver is the only nice man in my life. Everyone else is just creepy and violent and punchy. And Summer's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, we're both single now. We should like... Hang out. We should do stuff. And then Marissa's like, no, I have to help Bolivar study. Then I have to hang out with my mom. Remember, I have problems. And Summer's like, but... I'm pretty sad, you know. I I mean, I had to break up with Danny. (laughs) And that was heart-wrenching. Because you know he did not take that well. No. No, he, he he seems like an open crier. I imagine he did a lot of, like, sad uh, Robin Williams yeah. impressions. Yeah, he, he tried. he wept. He brought, yeah, probably tried to do jokes. Like, he did cry jokes. He was crying yeah. and tried to do jokes like he's not crying or something like that. It it's, was an unpleasant scene. It was scene. not a good scene. No. 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 Um, Smash, OC version of Smash Cut to yeah. Seth and Anna, where we learn that Seth has not talked to Ryan. Because he feels there's nothing that can be said. Yeah. And he doesn't want I mean, Anna's advice of, like, how to be a good brother. <laughs> it's true. It's he, He's essentially upset that Ryan didn't do what he said. Yep. So and, he's punishing him by not talking to him. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And Seth and Anna are still on the same thing they were on the last episode where, like... Now Anna's concerned that they're too much alike... That comes up later. Yeah. Yeah, they're just a little uneasy. Yeah, it, it it's a weird thing. But the two groups meet, and it is the most awkward. Until Bolivar bump, bumps on in, and he's the least awkward. Oh, yeah, he comes in, he's like, hey, how about we all go to the mountains and go skiing? Skiing? Warm it? Warm it? Warm it? And his lip looks like he rubbed dirt in it. Yeah, his lip looks fine. Well, no, no, it, no, it looks like he... No, here, I, I will say his lip does not look fine. His lip looks like he made it worse. It looks like he did something to make it yeah, worse. Yeah, because he only got punched once. And, like, it, it doesn't look that no, bad. It, but, but, it, but it's all, like, red and kind of, like, infected. Like, I think he just rubbed dirt <laughs> and be like, now I'll have a scar. And Marissa will never forget this. There's probably makeup on it. <laughs> so everyone's awkward about going to Mormit. Yeah. Which I don't... Mammoth. M- Mammoth? It's Mammoth. Good, because Mormit is Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones. Those are Marmots. Marmot. That's a... It's an animal. Weevil. It's a, it's a, if a, it's a weevil. It's not a weevil. Nope. Weevil's it's a, a marmot. It's like a weasel. 
Yeah, it's weasel weasel like. Anyway, um, Bolivar and Marissa scamper off with their arms linked, and it's just like, come on, Marissa. (laughs) Yeah, like Summer is there, like, what? Are you serious? I've been mostly outside the storyline, but I just come back in, and this is bizarre. This is crazy. I wish I had paid attention earlier. This is what I've been missing. This is what I've been missing. Marissa, you're insane. And then Summer's like, guys, this is crazy, right? And And Summer's kind of like, eh. And it's like, yeah. And Seth's like, we told him not to do anything. (laughs) Shut up, Seth. Shut up, Seth. Um, Oh, yeah. So then, oh, no. So Sandy is questioning himself. Was... Is his way of raising Ryan right? Should he have put Ryan in charge of his own grounding? Should he have even adopted Ryan? Yeah. Sandy is in the dumps. He's he's second-guessing himself. It doesn't honestly last that long. No, because Kirsten's like, it's fine, but then there's a distraction. Yeah, mostly this scene is entirely there, so we don't just immediately jump into... Distraction! This thing, which is (laughs) Julie... Crazies. Has, yeah, crazies. I don't know how to describe it. She, like, these people come in like, oh, we didn't think you'd be here. And then they start, like, robbing them. <laughs> and I was like, did Kirsten get fired? I don't remember this. And then Julie comes in. It turns out, no, she's redesigning the office and over the lunch hour wanted to... Get it done. But she doesn't get it done. No. She just steals all their, the, all their stuff. Uh, including the coffee table and the table they're eating lunch on. Yeah, like, it cuts, back, it cuts back after they talk for a little bit, and it's just Sandy, like, in an empty room, like, I'm scared. <laughs> and Kiki's like, you need to get permission. And then she's like, Caleb liked it. And then Caleb comes in like, they're taking my stuff. <laughs> my massage chair. I don't know. I've t- Everything is changing. I don't like change. I'm like 60 years old. I don't like change. You can't handle anything new. (laughs) (sighs) So Ryan's busy being grounded. Very clearly, the same song (laughs) plays, and I think it might be the same sequence of the song as well. I think so, too. I think think it's diegetic. I think he's actually (laughs) listening to that music. He's just listening to one song over and over. (laughs) Over and over. He's like, yes, this deep voice man, (laughs) sing-talking, will be my release. This is all I deserve. One song. Yeah. Then he picks up the phone and makes a call. And then we cut to Marissa and Bolivar talking. Where Bolivar reminds Marissa what we learned in therapy. Which just goes to prove they have a terrible therapist. Why are they having group therapy sessions? They don't know each other. Yeah. I. It, <laughs> yeah. Did Bolivar just talk Marissa into inviting him along to one for therapy sessions? And we're just like, he's sad, so he's <laughs> going to be with me now. And the therapist's like, like, this is a terrible idea. And she's like, you're a terrible idea. This is couples therapy, this but is, we're not a couple. This is what friends do. <laughs> friends go to each other's therapy <laughs> Friends go to each other's therapy sessions. <laughs> and the therapist is like, well, I mean, in my clinical that, experience. <laughs> my clinical experience, that boy clearly loves you. He doesn't love me. We're friends. We're friends. And Bolivar like sniffs her hair or something. <laughs> and then when she looks over, he's like, you have a bug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I mostly want to get on that this is weird editing because Ryan picks up the phone, dials. Then we cut to a conversation between, between Marissa and Bolivar. And I'm like, who did he call? And then the scene goes on for a while. Yeah. Luke comes in. Because he doesn't like Bolivar. Yes. <laughs> You notice he has two hamburgers? Yeah. Two giant hamburgers? Luke, Luke is living his life out loud, and it's amazing. This was my, that was my takeaway from the scene. <laughs> a 
okay, so Luke side eyes Bolivar a lot. Yeah. Then Marissa gets the call from Ryan, and but she's she like, ignores... "Oh, it's my mom," and it's not her mom, and she ignores it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Bolivar starts playing the victim. Oh, Marissa, don't answer. Yeah, he's. I don't understand why you want to spend time with him. Yeah, Bolivar's certainly good. He knows what Marissa like reacts to, which mm-hmm. is sad, broken people, and yep. it is. Hey, it's her type. Is this the scene where um, Bolivar keeps answering questions and Luke's finally like, what, is she allowed to talk anymore or are you going to answer all of the things? That might be this scene. Luke has a lot of confrontations with Bolivar this episode. Yeah, Luke, well, I mean, Ryan's not there, so Luke has to protect his best friend. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Bolivar keeps on saying things and Luke, and Luke is like, Hey, she can answer for herself. Or like, am I talking to her? Or am I talking to you? And he's like, oh, Luke, punch him in the face. Like, give him a scar on the other side. You know you want to. Make it match. <laughs> uh, so Marissa runs off to get something. She, I didn't write down what. Marissa runs off for plot reasons. And Luke has also stormed off. And Bolivar listens to her voicemail and then deletes it. Yes, What yes. we discover is Ryan wants to meet Marissa at a certain place in time. He will be there. Yeah, in the library after school. And he will not follow up on this. <laughs> not he'll at just all. Be, he'll just be there. Hoping. Hoping that wishing, she'll be there as dreaming. well. It takes a lot of faith to do that, I think. No, well, he's a superhero. He, yeah, he has he, faith in what's right. He's also desperate at this point. He's also desperate. So back over to Anna and Seth's storyline where Anna and Seth want... Well, Anna wants to go get comic books and I think... Comic no. books and then frozen yogurt, I think. Yeah, yeah. And Seth is like, "No," and then Summer comes up, and then he brings up comic books. Do you think he brings them up to try to get Summer to like go not- away? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay, it backfires radically. Yes, because he's like, "No, we're we're gonna get comic books," and Summer's like, "I come," love- <laughs> and she's like, "I love Betty and Veronica," and then Anna's like, huh. "I can see that." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. Summer is Veronica. <laughs> Anna yeah, is yeah. Betty. We watch Riverdale. We know. <laughs> but Summer, yeah, so it's, it's, but Summer's like, so much more likable than Veronica. Very much. Her craziness, so much better. Well, she, well, she, essentially at this point, she is just super sad. And she's like, I'll spend time with anyone. You're here. Hey, what, what up? Let's hang out. I'm not trying to break you up this time. I just need friends. Please be friends. So they're going to go and do, they're going to comic book together. And Seth's pretty cool about it. Yep. You know who's not cool? Anna. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. But she doesn't say anything. And Seth doesn't know how to listen anyway. Yeah. And then Seth sees Ryan. Ryan, who's creeping on into that library. Well, just he, being a creep. He's power walking. <laughs> but he is being a creep. Yes. And uh, Seth's like, Ryan, what are you doing here? Why are you meeting her here? And he's like, it's the only place I can meet her. I'm like, well, you know where she lives. You know where you know her yeah. mother's house. You know her father's house. Like you, 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 you got options, you can Ryan. Make a different choice. But he he wants me to be there, and he and he says the thing that all of us have been thinking. Which I mean, to be fair, he curtails it. He says, "I think Natalie either lives in Niagara Falls <laughs> or, or doesn't, doesn't exist. exist." And I'm like, the first one is a weird thing to bring up because I thought we knew that. Yeah, although we knew that she did not live locally. Yeah, she moved. Yeah. They are dating long distance. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> Ryan, so yeah, she either yeah. lives on a vault or she doesn't exist. I'm like, and Seth's, she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't exist. And yeah. Seth's like, Ryan, you're a crazy. And I'm Ryan's, gonna go to a comic book store with <laughs> Summer. Ryan's like, gotta go crazy on out. <laughs> Look, you crazy with Summer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crazy, crazy, crazy this way. 
will meet up in crazy together eventually. And then they shake hands and go there. And they go off. So, of course, Oliver is just as crazy. He's creeping on up behind the creep in the library. Yeah. And this is what I mean. Like, he does not react to the fact that he essentially did tell Ryan. That he was going to steal Marissa. That he's going to steal Marissa. This one, this one he's just kind of like, you punched her best friend, Ryan. She doesn't want to see you, Ryan. If you keep following her around, Ryan, she's going to get a restraining order, Ryan. And I know something about restraining orders, Ryan. And Ryan's like, oh! Ugh! He, he ends this with a Julie Cooper-style threat, except for it actually works, because I actually believe him. Because, like, because uh, Bolivar's like, hey, this is over. And Ron's like, it hasn't even begun. And somewhere Julie Cooper's like, someone just did something I do, but better. This is an actual threat. I'm just going to focus on my interior designing. I don't threaten anymore. No, I just design. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, but you will be. Why? Why? What? Believes with Ron, I believe it. So, um, shockingly, guys, it took longer than the lunch hour to finish Kiki's office. Yeah, now she's working. Like, I it's don't. The next day, I, I she's working from home. She's working from home, and she has all her stuff. What is Julie doing? What is what was her plan? Which was her plan? Why did Julie think she could do it during lunch? Was her plan that they would go away for a long? Julie doesn't seem particularly upset about the fact it's taking longer than either. She, it's like she had this plan. Was her plan that they would go for lunch? They'd come back, and their rooms, their offices would be empty, and they'd be like, "Oh, clearly, Julie's doing redesign," oh, and not like right. we've been robbed. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, Julie shows up. She wants to carpool no, to work. No, 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 Aaron. We need to talk about this. Because Kirsten's talking on the phone with oh, someone. Right. And what is the name of the person on the phone, Aaron? I don't know. It's either Brian or Ryan. Be, and I know that because I watched this thing about three times. Trying to figure out if because, she's talking to Ryan she says, on the phone? Yeah, I'm like... Hold on a second. It's just Ryan because she's calling someone and she's like, yeah, make sure the workers like get it done and, you know, keep an eye on them until they leave Ryan and hangs up the phone. I'm like, what? Wait, is is she at home? And she said Ryan to the office. But then no, Ryan comes walking in. That's Ryan's version of grounding. He grounded himself by giving himself a grown up job. <laughs> like, like it's. I can't believe you didn't notice that. I know that didn't immediately. It's it. either it's either Ryan or Brian, but she does not <laughs> say that. B. It's like like you can't do that in this show. You cannot have a character named Brian. No, it's too close to Ryan. Too close to Ryan. I was just looking at the model home. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So Julie comes in. She wants to carpool, and she hasn't heard anything about what's going on with Ryan. She's like, "Why are you here? Shouldn't you be at school?" And yeah. He's like, I'm suspended. I mean, she's a little bit freaked out because Ryan's just sort of like standing over her like a gargoyle. She flips down the paper and he's like, and "There he is." He's like holding coffee. <laughs> like, was he bringing it to her? Well, obviously, he was like, "When's the last time he's seen Julie Cooper?" It's been a while. But and on... she's changed her hair. She has changed her hair. Has he seen the new haircut? Maybe that's it. He's like, "Wait, different hair." Are you a good guy now? <laughs> has your haircut changed your alignment? Let me suss this out. Let me think about this for a little bit. What he actually does is he tries to warn Julie off from Bolivar. Yeah, he's like, hey, this guy's no good. And Julie's like, I mean, you're no good. And he's like, let me give you some more details. <laughs> like, like in, in, a, in, all, in all realness, you're also not that great. There's these funny parallels between Ryan and Bolivar <laughs> that, like, everyone gets responding to. And I love it so much. I like. Know. But, I mean, Ryan, you were a no-good kid who came into town and yeah. stole her heart. 
He's like, yeah, but no, but I'm me. But I'm good. Look, no, I'm a good guy in the end. He is not. And to be fair, he's right. It's true, but. <laughs> but. But. I love but you know what? Ryan's playing it well because he remembers what lengths Julie Cooper went to to get rid of him. <laughs> like, if I can just direct her craziness onto this, oh. anything could happen. Let's just set her free. <laughs> Chaos. She's out dating my adopted grandfather. She's crazy. <laughs> He's like, good. Can you? That's, what, good. that's what he was thinking. I had his coffee. He's like, she's crazy. I can do this. I can talk to her. I'll just direct that. I'll, I'll direct that this way. Yeah. 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 So um, in this scene, Bolivar and Marissa are walking into school. And Bolivar needs to learn to take no as an answer. Well, he, no means no. No, he, Well, you know, he pulls the hard sad boy act. He keeps on what he, he the language he uses is incredibly manipulative. Because, like, she's like. Oh, no, I, I need to hang with my mom. And he's like, if you don't want to hang out with me, you can just say so. And she's like, no, no, I do want to hang out with you. But my mom, he's like, it's okay if you don't like me. I'm just going to be Bolivar. Blah, and he blah, blah. tricks her because he'll be like, we should do all, the thing, all these things. And she's like, ah, oh, I would love nothing more than that. Like, okay, let's go. But we have school. If you but don't want to hang you out with me. To. So they decide to skip school and he, therapy. Yeah, he says, like, no, you say, you don't need therapy. It sounds like your mom needs therapy. And I'm like, that's shifting blame. Bolivar, that no. Is, that, is a, that is 100% shift. That is, that is a diagnosable thing that, that people who need therapy do. They shift yeah. blame onto other people. So uh, luckily, Luke watches all this happen. And Se- no, Aaron and Seth. And Luke and Seth are just oh, yeah. chilling. They're watching it together. Yeah, they're just sitting next to each other. And I want to know what happened two moments before to that. Like, was Seth sitting there looking at me like, hey, Seth, what's going on? And Seth's like, um, and hey, look. And Luke's like, oh, you don't know, but I secretly deeply want to investigate this. Yeah, Luke wants a team detect all over if Natalie is real. He wants to go. He basically wants to go to Pacifico. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Seth is like, hey. Ryan doesn't think Natalie's real, and Luke's like, <gasps> "Have you met Natalie? No. Let me look into this. <laughs> I have friends at Pacific. I'll get this done. I am Luke." <laughs> and Seth's like, "No, there's two of them. Oh, oh no, great. I need to stop making offhand comments." <laughs> uh, so we get this sort of like nice scene where, like, you know, Kirsten wants to talk to Caleb because Caleb needs to stop. Julie. Julie. And then Caleb says, like, well, you know, Julie is your friend. And Kiki's like, oh, no. No, 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 no. And then he's like, I just gave her a job so she stopped calling me all the time, but now she's always here. And I'm like, Caleb. Really? Caleb, what, what did you think would happen? You gave her a job at your work. Why didn't you find, like, an off-site office you could give her a job at? Yeah, it's, it's like being like, I want her to stop talking to me, so I asked her to move in, and now she's always around. So, essentially, he wants Kirsten to break up with Julie for him. Because Caleb is a terrible father. Yep. He is not good. Remember when he said... Well, I'm many things, but I'm not a bad dad. He's a bad dad. He's a bad dad. You don't ask your daughter, daughter to, to break, break up with someone. Especially when the person is your daughter's friend. Uh, you at least see them as your daughter's friend. And presumably has been your daughter's friend since before you started dating this woman. Also, I your daughter's tell. next door neighbor. Uh, Caleb. Yeah. 
All right, so Ryan mopes some more. Yeah, we hear a sad music, which, you know, is a cue that he's, you know, moping. Uh, and Seth's kind of like, hey, Ryan. You want to come How about you stop being us? sad? And Ryan's like, no, I live here. This is what, this is the song I live to now. And Seth's like, but we're playing some video games in the house. I'm going to get, some, Summer's interested in comic books. I'm going to show her, like, her first comic books. And Ryan's like, no, my life is this song. As it has been for the last 24 hours. I can only listen to this. Otherwise, who knows how many times I may talk to Bolivar. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to go inside. (laughs) So he's very excited that Summer's getting into comics. Yeah. However, Anna, not so excited. And Sandy is on the ball with this. Right? He's like, that girl is sad. (laughs) Seth. Seth has done it. So he has a conversation with Anna. Where we essentially learn that now Anna is worried they're too much alike. Yeah, Anna's like, well, like, well, like what about, like, how much do you have in common with someone? And Sandy's like, it doesn't matter if you like the person, how little or much you have in common with someone. Yeah. Like, like, dang, Anna just wants Sandy to help with rela- <laughs> help her with relationships. And I was having to expecting Sandy to be like, you're not, like, we, I don't know you that well. Don't you have parents? <laughs> you're... <laughs> yeah, where are your parents? <laughs> oh, we've not paid them to appear. I see. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So after that conversation, Sandy just sasses Seth all over the place. Um, <laughs> How no, dare you, Seth? Is it, no, this isn't that part yet. That is oh, way he, later. So he just sasses Seth. He doesn't. He doesn't dress him down, but he gives him some sass. He yeah, he gives him a little bit of sass. But they're introduced by the fact that Luke comes in with the groceries. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not groceries. It's takeout. Those are just bags on bags of takeout. For dinner. Oh, maybe. I, I swear I thought I heard groceries because it keeps on being like... Or maybe the next scene is takeout. I don't know. There's bags to be carried. Okay. And it happens more than once. All right. Well, Sandy is like... Because... Oh, no, Kirsten, it's takeout. Kirsten, yeah. Kirsten comes in yeah. and is like, hey, Sandy, come help me carry these things. And Sandy's like... And then Anna goes to help. And, and then, then Luke, he's co- then Luke comes helping. in and Seth is... Or Luke <laughs> is helping. Because he hasn't seen Ryan for yeah, a while. Yeah, he wants to see his best friend and he tells him that... Natalie doesn't exist. No, what he says is there's no Natalie at Pacific High School. I'm like, really? Really? In that entire high school, there is no girl named Natalie. But they know Natalie's last name. We don't learn that until later. But you have to presume, like, since everyone knows Natalie's last name, they've heard her last name before then. Yeah, no, I mean, we learn later that he, when he says her last name, but at that moment, all I hear and all, like, like, they, they couldn't even go back in the script and be like, Oh, you know what we should do? We should probably mention at this point, this moment, that her name is Natalie Bishop. Because at this point, she's just like, there's no Natalie at Pacific High School. And like, that's a very common name. It didn't bother me. It bothered me a lot. Well, you know what bothered me? The fact that these guys are really bad at takeout. They had like 50 containers of takeout. Again. <laughs> they went really a la carte on it. Like, so much takeout. I thought some of those were groceries. I no, sure it's just was... takeout. I thought I saw like a... Um, uh, like one of the salary bushels in there because that's what they like to show <laughs> that so groceries. These are groceries. Um, then Ryan, who lives in a glass house, decides to sneak out of his glass house to look into another glass house. Yeah, way to go, Ryan. With, which, like, damn, which like, San, like, he knows that he should be going in there for dinner. He knows his parent. He knows Sandy's going to come out and be like, "Hey, Ryan, do you want to come in for dinner?" Yeah. All, all Ryan had to do was wait just a little bit, just a little bit. Just enough time to say, no, I don't want dinner. I need to live my song. No, but what he does is he immediately tells um, Julie, who calls Marissa, 
and then Marissa comes home. So how long was was Ryan standing outside her their house? Well, when Ryan walks up to the door, isn't that when Marissa's arriving? Mar- no, Marissa says to him, you told my mom, no, so, and she called the hotel. No, so that is when he talked to Julie before, when he warned Julie off of Bolivar. But he didn't, t- but no, no, he didn't know that um, Marissa and uh, Bolivar were going out until Luke came to him. Because yeah. when, when, when he told her, he said like, hey, don't trust this guy named Bolivar. He had no idea that... Uh, I, I think... I took from it that Julie was like, Bolivar. I need to find out everything about Bolivar. And she called the school and she figured out where he lives and she called the hotel. I think she pulled a Julie Cooper. <laughs> so you think, yeah. So you, you yeah. think that like as soon as she heard the name, she's like, I better check up on this. Yeah. Because I, I, I heard that, that like what he did, it was, because that would make a little bit more sense. Because no, I Luke thought does he, tell him that. I thought he went over to Marissa's house to talk to Marissa. Oh, no, 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 he did. But I, but I think he also, like, I, I, thought, I, thought, I, that, do, I thought that I, was when he told. No. I yeah. didn't. I didn't get that. That's. It's. I mean, this. This is a good sign of how much of a cluster like this moment is that we don't. We're not entirely I sure. Guess. what happened. I, I thought it seemed super clear. No, no, and so did I. But we think it seems super clear in two opposite directions, Aaron. Which means it is a cluster. I guess. But I. Okay. Everyone who watched the show, I want you to tell me what you think happened. Do you think that Ryan talked to Julie? Do you think that Julie did it on herself? Do you think this is some sort of timeline where we are watching two intersecting timelines fold over upon each other? I just, I don't understand why Ryan going over there and being like, Natalie's not real. Bolivar's with Marissa would make Julie no, no, call no, the no, hotel. No, 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 I think what he told her is Marissa skipped school to hang out with Bolivar. Oh, I mean, Julie knows that. The school for sure called her. <laughs> like, I don't know, Aaron, Aaron, this school doesn't seem great. Their principal snitches on kids. Precisely. The principal called <laughs> Julie. <laughs> the principal called Julie. The Julie, come to my office. Yo, Julie, you gotta hear this. Your daughter, Marissa Cooper, she didn't come to school today. Julie's like, yes, what? That's how schools work. <laughs> but the way she did it. Well, yeah, she clearly did in a Dr. Kim way. <laughs> and, okay, Marissa is such a baby. Yeah, she's like, not, she's not she, happy about this. She, she's not great. She's not great. I thought she was going to get home by dinner also. Like, the one, the one I mean, deal she made. I dinner time. I guess. Okay. <laughs> 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 they eat dinner late. I, the Coens, they're eating dinner right now. They also eat dinner All late. All that takeout. Yeah. So, she is so mad. How dare Ryan talk to her mom? How dare people be concerned about her? Yeah. Bolivar is a sweet boy. And then Ryan's like, Natalie doesn't exist. And then she's like, how dare you think that? <laughs> I, I don't think it. Luke checked up on it. Oh, Luke's in on this now. It's, I don't know what you... I'm giving you... I'm, I'm telling you proof. I, she's like, all I want is for Ryan to talk to me. And now he talks to her. And now she storms off into the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She leaves. She yeah. doesn't go into the house. She goes... No. She goes back to Bolivar, and where he gets his dream. So Sandy's watching like over through this entire thing. Sandy is looking over Ryan and whatever happened from the OC perch, effectively. And he has the most confusing look on his face. Like I don't know what he's thinking. Maybe Sandy doesn't know what he's thinking yet. <laughs> he just sort of witnessed something. I was like, I'm gonna have to process this on a little bit. But first, take out. <laughs> I mean, he's not. He's in control of his own grounding. But this was not a good choice. <laughs> and also, he went about 10 feet away. I mean, he could have done this from where I'm standing right now, just shouting down at Marissa. <laughs> Perhaps he and Julie are on the same side, and that's the most troubling of all. <laughs> I don't know who to root for in this. Mm. Huh. Huh. 
So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> well, you know what I'm drinking because I had to force you to open it. Yes, yes. It was very challenging. <laughs> it was very challenging. I am drinking some hibiscus and rose hip flavored kombucha. What are the hips of a rose? Is that the thorns? No, it's the baby roses. Huh? Before they open. The oh, little. So it's a rose bud. No, they're like little. They look like seeds. But it's not I'll a show rose you a picture bud? Of them. No. Okay. No. It's before it's a bud. So, they're, okay. It looks like a seed. So, is it a seed? Is it a rose seed? It's big. There's not many it's levels. Like a berry. There's not even many levels to a plant, Aaron. There's essentially it's a seed, then it's a smaller plant, and then it flowers, and it's a full plant. It's like the seed phase. So it's a seed then. No, it sounds it's like a, a rose fa- hip. It sounds like a fancy dumb name for a seed because I don't want to be like, hey, this food or this drink is hibiscus and a seed. Um, the rose hip is an accessory fruit of the rose plant. Well, See, it's like a little berry seed thing. Okay, so so it's not even part. So it's part of the rose plant. Yeah, it's not part of the rose. It's also called the rose ha or the rose hep. And it's typically <laughs> wait, wait, that's dumb. That's a dumb sequence of names. We call it the rose hips or the ha, the hep. <laughs> well, see, now you've established why it's called that. <laughs> it's just someone muttering stuff. Y'all, get, y'all, y'all, dragons, y'all give me them rose hip hip of the house. Did you say dragons? Yeah, do hip hip nah. The dragons need give to me, do it. Yeah, come on, dragon, come on, dragon, go get some hip hop What character is this? This is a man who picks rose hips with a dragon. Yeah, sure. That's the that's his, well, no, that's the name of his cousin. His cousin's name is Dragon. No one is. He also dragon. No, well, he thought he wasn't. It's not an Aaron. That's not his Christian name. Oh, it's the nickname he got from when he used to make heroin. Oh, and now he picks rose hips because he's on probation. It's a whole story. I'm going to do my pitch for just I don't know showcase. They seem like they might Great. like that. Or uh, AMC. AMC would be all over it. AMC would be all over it. But Kevin, this drink—it's a drink that tastes as awesome as it makes you feel. How does it make you feel? Let me read this to you. Our delicately flavored hibiscus and rose hips kombucha is packed with antioxidants that help you find inner peace. Think of it as a yoga retreat for your stomach. So feel the fizz. It's bubbly. It's awesome. It's actually perfectly off. What? Yes. Perfectly off? Yes. Like. I mean, this is fermented tea. I guess. I guess so. It's supposed to be like it just like this sort of thing when you drink it and you're like, hmm, this doesn't taste right, but I like it. Like Sasan's or this. <laughs> it also says, growing together, what if working was playing? What if building came from dreaming? And what would happen if our decisions were driven by a desire for meaningful interactions? Rise fuels you to live your life with purpose, curiosity, and fun. So get out there. Be passionate and bold. After all, we're all growing together. What if happiness was grass? This doesn't tell me anything about what, the drink. What, what, if, what if love is a fence? Kevin. What if, what, if, what if stickers are just larger stickers? The back of this drink has two paragraphs and two subheadings. It sure does. Boy, exciting. Would I'm you not like going to drink that. No. I'm not, not going to have any of that. That is, that's weird nonsense I don't want to deal with. So, so Sandy needs to think of this overnight because he brings in breakfast around and he's not upset at him. No, he just wants no. to talk to him. He really wants to have a talk with him. Unfortunately, Kirsten comes in. I mean, also Ryan doesn't really want the Ryan has talked to so many people and each one of them has tried to gaslight him in one yeah. of certain ways, but he has not talked to Sandy. 
And Sandy is the number one person you should talk to at all he times. He should have been the first one he talked to. Because everyone else he's talked to, except for Luke, has just told him he's crazy. Hey, Sandy, I think I'm being gaslit. Oh. Here are the details. I, I get that reference. Yes, son. You are being gaslit. Here's some advice. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. So Kirsten comes in because she wants to talk to Ryan, but also Luke is there. Yeah, Luke has arrived. And apparently Luke, my God, Luke really wants to save Ryan and Marissa's relationship. And it is <laughs> so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Ryan's essentially like, there's nothing I can do. And Lucas, there's something I can do. She won't listen to you, but she'll listen, listen to, to me, me. Her ex-boyfriend who cheated on her for you. <laughs> <laughs> me, Luke, you know, Luke, everyone's best friend. See ya. <laughs> and then he gets out and I'm like, what is happening? And Ryan's like, um, I mean, okay. Okay, okay Paladin Luke. Thank you. So, um... I don't know. Bolivar wants to go to Paris or somewhere. With because Marissa. everywhere his parents have a hotel, he gets to live in the penthouse. Yeah. I still don't believe a word he says. Hey, do you remember when um, Anna was being all weird about the Bolivar and the hotel? That was just dropped Completely. so, so hard. So hard, so fast. I still don't believe anything he says. I'm like, has he just broken into this penthouse? <laughs> Is like, there a body in the back? Is that the real Bolivar Trask? <laughs> Like, what's what's happening? Is Peter Dinklage back there? It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, and then the phone rings, and Marissa sees that it's Luke, and now Bolivar doesn't want Marissa to talk to Luke. Yeah, he, well, he doesn't want to talk to anyone. Bolivar is losing his grasp in this episode for no reason. Yeah, because he's winning. And he's still in control, but he's like, oh, no, oh, 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 no, people are talking to her. And Luke is like, well, he says her last name, Natalie yeah. Bishop. Mm-hmm. Now, they never heard of anyone called Natalie Bishop. And, and Marissa's Mar- is like, like, I don't care. I don't. Stop it. Stop making up lies for Ryan. And Luke's like, they're not lies. I'm Luke. You were the first one who was lied to. And she's like, all I want is for you to get a bag of my things from my mom's house and bring it to me. (laughs) And Luke's like, okay. That's what Luke's going to do. I wonder, you know how they skipped therapy yesterday? Yeah. Maybe he needed to get his meds refilled. Oh my God. The drugs and the clock. They were actually his meds. He actually needed to take them. The fact that he hit him in the clock is still so dang weird. And he nothing co- came they, of it. Yeah, they couldn't. Like, I, I was really, really expecting for Marissa to, like, lift knock up, over knock that it clock. Over and find the drugs, which would even have been, which I would have said was even more insane. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> because just. It, I know. It, instead, it, it is a, 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 an array of drop plot lines. Maybe they were just trying to trick us. Maybe they're trying to gaslight us, the audience. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah. Anyway, okay, uh, um, Balver keeps on with his sad boy stuff. If yeah. you don't want to, that's okay. Marissa's like, no, I'll stay and hang out with you. Yay, I'm so happy now. So, Julie does a great job on Kirsten's office. Yeah, she does. However, her life is sad. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten yep. needs to uh, break it to her slowly. And then Caleb walks in Which, like a dummy. Okay, hang on. Can we just say one thing that the Kirsten says is that Caleb doesn't like confrontation? And I'm like, Caleb really? Caleb loves confrontation. <laughs> really? Caleb does like confrontation. Two things. One, yes, he does. And two, if he didn't, this is the wrong business for him because that's all he'd all that's he had what to do. real estate is. <laughs> Hey, could you uh, could you tell them that I want, don't want to accept their offer? Because uh, I just don't want to. I, just, I, don't, I don't want to have that conversation with them. But no, Caleb decides that moment to come in just as Kirsten's like, hey, which is 
terrible for Caleb, but great mm-hmm. for us. And Julie, I guess. Julie <laughs> gets actually Ju- right about a person. Oh, Julie does great. Yeah. I wrote, you go, Juju. Yeah. <laughs> not a great name for her. That was the nickname that I Caleb know, gave her. I know, it's not good. No, it's not. Um, essentially, she tells him that she deserves better from yes. both of them. Yeah. And then she floofs out of there with her head held high. And Kirsten stares her dad down. She's like, Dad, you suck. You are the suckiest suck. So this is when Sandy parents the only child yes. who will listen. This, this is all I can assume it's Anna, Summer, and Seth have been hanging out for 24 hours. Because they're in the exact same position they were in. But now they're watching something. Yeah, well, they're watching Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. And, like, Sandy is super aware of Anna's feelings, so he... Pulls Seth on out of there. Boy, Sandy really has his hands full this episode, doesn't he? Oh, he is parenting like mad. I mean, also he has to deal with some of Kirsten's stuff. I mean, like, Kirsten just... Uh, your dad, he sucks. He's like, I don't have a plot line, but my God, am I doing so much. <laughs> doing I all go, the heavy lifting. I'm going to go surfing. Well, he did go surfing. He is so damp in this scene. It's true. He is very damp so in this damp. scene. He is, a, he is a damp man in this scene. Uh, but he's like, Seth, don't be a jerk to your girlfriend. And then Seth's like, I am not. He's like, no, you will listen to me. And he's like, are you trying? Maybe this is really about Ryan. And he's like, no, it's about you, you dingus. And then Seth's like, but if it is about Ryan, he'll come to you when he needs you. And I really want Daddy's response to be like, I can parent you both. It doesn't have to be one thing or the other. You can still be a jerk. Stop being mean to that poor girl. Yeah. And Seth doesn't really listen because Seth is a teenager and knows better. (laughs) Which, realistic. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of teenagers who should know better, Luke. I don't like this scene. I don't like what they're setting up. I don't like it at all. So on my DVDs, I have like different screenshots at the beginning than you do. Yeah. And there was a DVD like three DVDs ago where there was a screenshot of Luke and Julie kissing. And I was like, what? Mine are actually actually from the episode. It gives me like tidbits of what's going to happen in that episode. And I've seen like, that's a weird thing to throw in early. They're like, hey. Hey. Were they thinking maybe we wouldn't realize? But I realized there's only one redhead on the show. Look what might be coming up. No, so it's Luke and and Julie, and Julie kind of sads, and Luke is like, hey, no, it's okay. I can talk to you anytime. And then it's just uncomfortable. It's super yep. uncomfortable. There's no chemistry between them at all. To their credit, at least in this scene, they're both like, mm, nope. Yeah, they're like, no, this, this, shouldn't be, this shouldn't be right. This was a bad... Like, like, and I'm just like, oh, they're not going to drop this. But I don't. They can't drop it. There's so many more episodes of this season to come. Yeah, I don't like. I mean, we joke about the first one. that Clearly, Julie just loves Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like this trend in, like, teen dramas. We're like, what if a teenager dates a mom? Oh, uh, I'm like, I'm not interested in that. No, no one wants a teenager no one, to date a mom. Yeah, no one is interested by this. Like, no one's into it. This, like, this is just unfor. Like, at least, at least in Arch in uh, in Riverdale, they portrayed it as abuse. Mm-hmm. This one is probably not going to be so much, but it's still pretty icky. It's pretty gross, you guys. It's pretty statutory. Yep. Yeah. That's 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 all I'm going to talk about. That scene is just. I just I here's what I wrote. <laughs> Luke arrives at Marissa's and finds Julie crying. Oh no 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 no! Don't make this a thing, Luke and Julie. No 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 no. Well, let's forget about that. With some big news, Marissa goes down to the front desk looking for her bag. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So she meets Keep the, going. She meets the concierge. Concierge's name is Natalie. Natalie seems to know stuff about Bolivar. So Marissa makes a pretty huge leap here. But you know what? She's already suspicious because Luke and Ryan have both already shouted, Natalie's not real. Yeah. So she's like, huh, Natalie. Is your name Natalie Bishop? Yes. Natalie Bishop used to babysit Bolivar, is the concierge at this hotel. Yes. And Marissa, because Marissa loves to confront people. You know, <laughs> you know how they say Caleb is like to confront people, which is a lie. Uh, but anyway, Marissa, boy, she loves to confront people. And mm-hmm. she loves to do it in like dramatic ways. Like when she makes Ryan lie to her, she's going to be like, you're lying. Yeah, she likes to trick people into bad behavior so she decides and then call to, them on it. So she decides to do it to Bolivar, and Bolivar... Pulls a Bolivar. He freaks out. And I'm like, Bolivar, why? You are not out of this yet. You have said such loose and, like, ridiculous lies to her. Just say something like, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Me and Natalie used a joke that she was, like, her from the future or something. Like, just say yeah, anything. Make something up. Marissa will believe you if you're just like, I know. It's weird, isn't it? Anyway. Paris? Paris? <laughs> like, Marissa will be like. Yeah, I guess it is weird. But instead, he like he's like, no, the only thing I can do now is freak out. Slap my head. Call myself stupid. So, of course, Marissa calls the OC. Yeah. The only thing she can do is send her the bat signal. Yeah, which is interrupted by the fact that Bolivar... Demands that she hangs up. Because... He's got a gun. He's got a gun. And that is insane escalation. Bolivar, you have not lost it yet. No, you have had worse situations you, on the show. You were arrested for cocaine. And you came back from and that. You, you, yeah, you came back from the... You bonded with her over the fact, like, hey, we're both getting over our... Um, Sometimes we make mistakes. Yeah, we're both getting over stuff. Like, oh. hey, and then you were arrested for cocaine and you still came back from it. You, you're not lost by Natalie. Even if Natalie wasn't real, you could be like, yeah, well, I know. You know, I, I just... I was really worried about how I was coming across with you, and yeah. I just, I thought maybe you'd feel more comfortable if I had a girlfriend, and then it just, it got away from me, and I didn't know how to... But instead, I like your idea that he flushed his drugs for real, and then went, oh, those were... Those, I needed those. Ooh. Oh, no. Loose cannon is coming. <laughs> it's it's gonna coming. happen! And, like, all he could do was get rid of Ryan before it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so... Okay, so... Essentially, Bolivar has Marissa at gunpoint, and we cut to Seth and Anna talking about relationships, which I know we have to get all the plots across. But I don't care. That is a harsh twist to be like, now... I don't care about Seth and Anna as a couple, and not just because of this juxtaposition. Their coupleness not being good has been going on for, like, four episodes, and I just don't care about it. I'm not invested in them. <laughs> they draw this out more than they draw, like, the Bolivar and Ryan thing out. Like, I, thought, I thought for sure it wouldn't be, like... You know, Ryan punches Bolivar. Next episode, Bolivar's done. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, so, so Ryan comes crazying on in. Like, I need the keys. I need a drop. I need to see Marissa. And, and he's like, just give me the keys, you and dumb Ryan's kid. Like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I'm going to drive the car, you idiot. <laughs> You're too crazy to drive. And really, what Ryan's upset about is he's like, I was gonna do this as the OC, but now I have to do this as Ryan. Ugh. Oh man, like he was totally gonna put on his costume, oh, yeah. scale the building because he, he, you know he doesn't have an OC mobile. No. He just has his mom's his uh, adopted <laughs> mom's SUV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's going to scale the building. He's going to smash in, save he's Marissa like, away. No, I have to do this through legal channels. Oh man! Oh dang! I hate being legal. Uh, so we learn that Bolivar's not actually threatening Marissa. He's threatening himself. himself. 
And Marissa's like, but our friendship is so important. And he's like, <laughs> you're an idiot. I'm in love with you. Are you, are you in, have you not figured it out by now? Are you serious? You've not figured it out. I've been super, Summer figured it out. And she's essentially a floating bubble. She hasn't even been in the storyline. Yeah. So Summer came into the storyline for two minutes and figured it all out. Although Seth also doesn't seem to think Bolivar is in love with Marissa, so <laughs> yeah, I but don't I know. Mean, Seth. <laughs> That's true. Seth's not, Seth didn't realize Anna was in love with him, and she tried to straight up kiss him. That's true. <laughs> like, he, he's not great with the emotional stuff. So... so. So they go to the concierge, and Ryan, <laughs> I guess proving that Ryan and Marissa are meant for each other, Ryan has the exact same thought process. He sees Natalie and goes, Natalie Bishop. And she's like, um, and then he's like, Bolivar is in danger. Yeah. So, like, they head up there, and they knock on the door, and, like, Bolivar's like, everything's fine, and Ryan's about to kick that door down. Oh, but he knows everything's not yeah. fine. Yeah, But thank goodness Marissa screams. Yeah. And then the hotel security has guns! <laughs> yeah! Which is crazy! I thought, like, they, like, they're just security guys. <laughs> they pull out pistols, and they put Bolivar at gunpoint. So, uh, they all burst in, and Ryan... Just uses his OC skills. Yeah, because, you know, the one who needs to talk down this suicidal boy... <laughs> is the man he hates. And, yeah, yeah, it's going to be another teenager. <laughs> They're like, this teenager... It's like fighting fire with fire. They're like, this is this is a manly disturbed teenager. We'll have to fight him with a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> like, you think Sandy could have some good things to say? Natalie Bishop, the woman and who used to babysit him? Even when the security guards... I presume if they have guns, they also, they like, have some sort of yeah. form of... Tra- like, if, like anybody other than Ryan, Ryan was just the first one to talk, and everyone's like, Oop, okay, guess he's it, handling it. Guess he's in charge. He does well, though. He plays the Marissa card, talking about how much Bolivar will hurt Marissa if he kills himself. Yeah. And how blah, 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 EOC. Yeah. Blah, and then blah, Bolivar blah. gives up. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, puts down the gun, and the hotel security goes to, I guess, call the police yeah. because they're not the police. <laughs> they can't arrest they're, him. They're just armed people. In suits. As you do. Oh, and Marissa. Marissa, she hugs Ryan. She says, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I bet everyone's sorry for the gaslighting now. Yeah, but everyone feels bad except for Sandy, who had not heard about it before this moment. Maybe Dr. Kim needs to feel bad? <laughs> no, no, no. She's chill. <laughs> she ain't going to feel bad about this. this I'm excited bullying. to see I, I can assure you that the next episode is going to be like, it's going to be at the beginning of the episode saying it's going to be like, well, it's a good thing that you're, that you didn't get expelled. Anyway, back to school. <laughs> <Moving> on. <sighs> so Anna's tired of the summer of it all. Uh, as far as I can tell, Seth and Anna never talk off camera. Like, yeah. They, like Anna's upset. Like, like, Seth's like, hey, we spent the night. We like, hey, we hung out. And Anna's like, Yeah. Well, like we do, like I, I wanted to hang out without Summer. Like, like I, you were were sitting there next to each other playing Jenga for the entire time there was a hostage crisis. Yeah, how is that not you guys hanging out? Like, as far as I can like, tell, they never talk. They just like silently sit there. Like, no, no, don't make any, don't, no. don't say anything. We, we couldn't possibly say anything. Like, like it. Yeah, I don't care. They broke up, and I was like, meh. I thought you were cute, Anna, but this is annoying. <laughs> and also, I'm like, and also, you don't have um, front title billing. So yeah, so I, would, I didn't expect long things from you. <sighs> so Seth wanders on into Ryan's moping home, where he's not moping any longer. Yeah, he picks up the book that Ryan has been reading. Yeah, because he recommended it to Ryan. He draws a parallel about how two boys work together and become brothers. 
except for they did not work together. Seth actually actively worked against Brian. Yep. <laughs> and he needs to apologize. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I'll have your back in the future now, which cements their, their you know, hero-psychic relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's an origin story. It what, had to happen. What is Seth's superhero name? The Neurotic. <laughs> it's the OC and the Neurotic? Yes. They're not good names. They're not great names. <laughs> but the OC doesn't have a good name, so why would the sidekick have a good name? I mean, the OC stands for the original character. <laughs> um, maybe the sidekick's name is... I like the neurotic. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Maybe he'll change it. Maybe he'll, he'll get like a gritty reboot later on. Like, like how Robin became Nightwing. I was going to say the other option is Kid Neurosis. <laughs> okay, he is Kid Neurosis until he complains to the OC being like, like, why am I Kid Neurosis? I'm the same age as you. <laughs> And then OC ages him up to the neurotic. The, the neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. That's good. A, a good hero note for to us end all. That on. A hero for us all. So, well, Aaron, you think uh, at any moment in this episode, you find yourself a CW moment? I did. I mean, how could I not? Um, those of you who are new, a CW moment is a moment where um, logic is lost in favor of drama. And guess what my moment is? It's a moment that we do not like. It is that Julie and Luke kiss. I mean... It didn't need to happen. The storyline well, didn't well, cause no, it well, to I happen. Mean, they, they didn't kiss. She, they, oh, do, yeah. they, they do the hug and she does the annoying, like phantom kiss next to a cheek and then they look at each other but still still yeah that was, it was a kiss moment yeah it was a bad moment and it's gonna lead up to just worse yeah. moments and, like nothing in the storyline thus far other than her sort of loving luke but like in a mom you have the best boyfriend ever way has suggested this will occur and i do not like it kevin do you have a cw moment um, I know I know you didn't really like I think it was as weird as I did, but it was the fact that it was the fact that that when we were first revealed to the fact that there's no Natalie, the way they put it out there is there's no Natalie at Pacific High School, which is just it's we learn later that they know the last name and I would just I want them to say it at that moment <laughs> like did they shoot the scene then later go. Oh shoot! We should say her last name so that they're not just like like talking to the concierge, being like Natalie, like Natalie. And she's like, yes, like Natalie. <laughs> Maybe Kevin, or you know what? Maybe there is no Natalie at Pacific High School because I'm older than you. Yeah, I don't know any Natalies who are my age. Okay, I know Natalies who are older than I am. Yeah, and I know Natalies who are like your age. So maybe there's actually no Natalie. It would, it'd be better if they also just like gave her like a more unique unique name. name. Like her name's like R Deep or something. Like it's it, R Deep a real name? It probably yeah. is. Yeah. Alright. No, Sandeep's real name. I thought you were gonna say Artemis. <laughs> yeah, like... could she also be called Artemis? That would be insane. <laughs> and if you're like, hey, is there an Artemis there? They're like, no. What are you crazy? That's not a real name. There's no one named Artemis here. And they like look at the yearbook and they're like, oh. Oh, actually, there is an Artemis here. Sorry. Sorry. She's in, she's in grade 12. <laughs> she's standing right in front of me right now. <laughs> Sorry, Artie. 
She's like, like don't, don't call me Artie. I don't like don't, it. Don't do that. Don't, don't, no, no, I'm not a boy. I'm, my name is Artemis. Though the only Artemis I know is Artemis Fowl from the books, who is a boy genius. I also only know a man named Artemis. That's weird. <laughs> That's a weird thing to do. Artemis yeah, is a, fe- a it's a goddess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> huh. yeah, smash the patriarchy. That's weird. All right, so All right. if you guys are equally as puzzled by this Artemis development as we are, hit us up on some social medias. Yeah, uh, give us a like, a submission, uh, subscription. Give us Do stuff on do, podcasts. Yeah, the stuff that makes people find us. Yeah. Because we don't advertise. You give yeah. us some ratings so we can get on some lists, please. Yeah, and like it's it's it, you you think it's not very helpful. It is super helpful because it it allows people to find essentially like if we are something similar to what they're listening to, then we'll start to pop up. Then we'll start to pop up, and they're like, "Hey, you also yeah. might like this list, which will help us grow." Which we would like. You would like to grow because hey, Riverdale season two is coming back, and we're excited to get back onto that. Guys, train. we are the OG Riverdale podcast. <laughs> yes, we are the first, as far as I can tell. We were the first ones to start doing it because we started doing it before uh, Riverdale started. Are we the most popular? No. no. Are we the best? Probably. Yeah, I'd say we're the best. Come but on, I have confidence. Definitely the first. In fact, in fact, I have so much confidence, I say that you should go right now. If you don't, you should follow us on, on those social media accounts. It's Instagram. And it's Twitter, Twitter. And it's both Podcast MOA. Podcast, podcast MOA. MOA. You can also email us. That's also podcast MOA because yeah, we we're all about branding. Yeah, we get we get emails from people. We like hearing it. We talk about them. Our yeah. email is hosted on Gmail. <laughs> yes, it's podcastmo at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Will Ryan be expelled? Without Anna, will Seth and Summer finally get together? No. Luke and Julie. No. No. No, no. 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 Please, God. No. For answers to all this and more, please join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast.